This morning we are going to be in the book of Job. That's going to be toward the middle of your Bible. If you're not familiar with it, it's okay. We're going to talk about it a little bit today. It's going to be right before the book of Psalms. So if you can find that book, it's pretty long. Uh, Job is going to be right before that. And we're going to be in the 30th chapter of Job, verses 26 and 27. And I will try my best to stick to those verses. My brother-in-law was giving me a hard time a couple weeks ago because he says that preachers, boy, they got to get everything in context. And sometimes we end up covering three or four chapters. And I'll give him that. He's right. But it is important for us to understand God's Word in context. So I'll try to capture what the essence of Job is all about. Uh, but I wanted to hit on a couple of verses uh, that I think are going to be probably helpful for, for all of us, maybe some of you at this particular point in time in your life, maybe at a time in the future. But the title of today's sermon is, Why? Why? Job chapter 30, verses 26 and 27. But when I hoped for good, evil came. When I looked for light, darkness came. I am churning within and cannot rest. Days of suffering confront me. Let's pray. Father God, we just come to you today, and I thank you for these good words. And I pray that you would just be with us this morning. Maybe there are some in this, this room that are, that are suffering, God. There are some in this room that hear these verses and they say, Oh, I, I understand that. God, we, we want good. We, we try to do good. We try to do right. And and sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. And God, sometimes we're doing everything just right and it just seems like we get repaid evil for good, dear Lord. So many times in life we are, are faced, sometimes for, for long seasons, for days or weeks or, or months, even years of our life, God, where it feels like we are, we are suffering, we're alone, and we don't understand, God, and we cry out to you and we ask why. But God, even if you don't give us the answer to that question this morning, I pray that through your word, that your Holy Spirit would just bring comfort to those in this room that may be in the midst of a struggle. So God, I pray that you would be with me this morning as I speak, that in my weakness, God, that you would be my strength, that you would hide me behind the cross, and that you would be glorified in the preaching and teaching of your word. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen. If you've never read the book of Job before, Job is a book that talks a lot about suffering. It talks about Job's suffering in particular. Now, if I were to ask each one in here, have you ever suffered before? I would venture to say that everyone in this room would raise your hand. And if you can say today that you have never suffered before, well, just keep living. Eventually, you are going to get to a point in life where you're going to suffer. Because let's face it, we go through really tough stuff in this life. Stuff that we don't understand. And even those of us who are the strongest in the Lord, even those of us who are mature in our faith, even those people sometimes, they get to a point where they just feel like they can't go any further. And the question that we all ask is why? Why, God, did you allow this to happen to me? Why do you allow things to be this way, dear Lord? Why do we see evil people in the world that it seems like nothing happens to them? Why does it seem like those who try to do good are always having bad things that happen? 
Why do we see some people with billions of dollars living high on the hog and children starving and dying? Why do we see so much bloodshed? Why do we see so much arguing and fussing and feuding? Why do we see so much cancer? Why does God let good people, Christian people, suffer? Why? 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 And there may be some of you in this room today, and you're asking that question. And sometimes, maybe God will answer us. Maybe sometimes we ask God why, and He reveals to us something through His Word, through the Holy Spirit. We feel God's presence, we hear God speak, and we know why. But you know what? A lot of times, God doesn't tell us why. A lot of times, we get in this rut of, of asking God, why, 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 and we never hear an answer, and we feel like that God is not there, like that God doesn't care, like that God isn't listening. I encourage you to go read the whole book of Job because what you see in the book of Job is you see Job who's a man of integrity. He's a godly man. And what you see at the beginning of the book of Job is you see the devil. And he says, look, I bet I can make Job turn from you. That's what the devil's telling the Lord. I bet I can make Job turn from you, God. And God says, nope. And God gives him permission the devil can't just do it on his own. God allows him to do some things to, to Job. Now, for some people, that's tough. And I, I kind of understand because you think, well, well, that's, that just seems cruel. It seems like that we're just pawns in a chess game and that, that God and Satan are playing a chess game. But everything that God allows to happen in your life is for your good. And I know that it's hard to see that in the midst of your deepest and darkest struggles. Some of you have gone through some. Some of you are going through some. Some of you are going to go through some. But even though God allowed these difficult times to happen to Job, it was for Job's benefit. It was for Job's good. And so what you see is that Job loses everything he has. He loses his family. He loses his possessions. He begins to get sores all over him. His friends are coming. They're pretty miserable comforters, he said. They're giving him bad advice. And all throughout that, Job says, I'm not going to give up on the Lord. I'm going to stand strong. Job's wife says, why don't you just curse God and die? And Job says, I'm not going to do it. But even Job, a strong man of God, eventually he got to a point where he kind of, he began to get a little angry as the book went on. Even to go so far as to call out God. He says, where's God? I'll, 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 I'm paraphrasing here. He says, look, I want to tell him, where's fault with me? I want to have a discussion with God. And I want to point out that I'm blameless, that there's nothing wrong with me. So Job's getting kind of fired up as the book goes along. And so the book of Job covers his struggle, his suffering. And all of us go through life just like Job when we have struggles and we suffer. And just like Job, we ask the question, why? Why is this happening to me? We don't usually get an answer. Sometimes we do, but a lot of times we don't. And maybe the reason is, is that we're asking the wrong question. So what I want to challenge you to do today, church, is not ask the question why if you're in the midst of a struggle, but I want to give you some other questions to ask yourself to help you get through you're struggling, you're suffering. Not why is this happening, but listen carefully to this one. What might I be doing that has caused this suffering in my life? What might 
you be doing, choices that you have made or are making, that has caused this suffering to come? Now, there's two answers to that. You may have done something. It may very well be that the decisions that you made, the sinful choices that you made, the disobedience to God, the lifestyle that you have chosen to use, uh, live, has gotten you into those situations. That is a possibility. It is also a possibility that you hadn't done anything to get into your suffering. Now listen carefully to that, because I don't want everybody to suffer and to leave here thinking, oh, it's my fault. Maybe it is, but maybe it's not. Sometimes things just happen. Sometimes our sufferings come upon us, and it's not because of anything that we did, but maybe it's just because God is trying to grow us in Him. And I know for some of you that's hard to comprehend because that seems cruel that a loving God would allow us to go through such horrible things. But sometimes that's what it takes. And that's what it took for Job. And at the end of the, of the book, Job was blessed more than at the beginning of the book. But it was only after that season of suffering that God was able to open Job's eyes to what he was doing and God was able to to draw Job closer to him and give him more blessings than what Job had to start with. And some of you in your suffering, God wants to do the same thing. God has allowed you to go through some things, maybe of your own doing, maybe not, but at the end of it all, God's desire is that you would grow in him and grow closer to him. It's not that God is bored and he's sitting up there saying, I'm bored, I'm going to do something bad to Shan because I just want to see the show and see what's going to happen. I don't believe that for an instance. But God does sometimes allow things to happen. The question that we need to ask is what are we doing, if anything, that may be causing our problems? Sometimes we cause a lot of our own problems. I'll tell you a simple, a simple illustration is sometimes I get great ideas and I have things lined out and I got things and I feel like it would work out okay and be great and everything would be smooth. And most of the time it probably would, except here's a problem we all suffer with, me too sometimes, and I'm working on it, and that is communication. Sometimes I don't communicate the vision or what I'm trying to work on, and as a result, it, 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 it ends up in chaos. This one don't understand. This one's not on the same page. Then everybody gets short with everybody. Everybody starts fussing and feuding. It don't work out right. Nothing's lining up. And there's some suffering that goes on because this one's complaining and that one's complaining. And that's some that's brought on by me if I would do a better job communicating. Some of you know what I'm talking about when communications aren't bad. Sometimes we bring extra stresses on ourselves that are necessary. Now that's a simple illustration, but that can apply to more serious things in our life as well. I'll tell you another story on myself, back when I used to think I was cool and used to know everything. Some of y'all have been there, about 16, 17, that's about what age it happens. That's the age that you know everything. It's, it's a miracle. It's great. But, and, and then as you grow, you realize that you, you don't really know a whole lot. And then when you get to be my age, you realize you don't know anything. I can't even imagine what I'm not going to know when I get to be 70 or 80 years old if I get that far. But what you realize is that when you're a young person, you're 16, you think you got it all figured out and you know everything, and you listen to this, young people, because you're going to look at me and think I'm, think I'm crazy. You're looking at me like I'm eating a $100 bill or something up here. But look, what I'm telling you is, is that when I was 16, I made some boneheaded decisions. Now, I know y'all think I was perfect. I come out of the womb preaching the gospel and ain't never messed up, but I'm going to tell you that ain't the case. I was 16, and I like to drive fast. 
Some of you may know what I'm talking about. Some of you probably still like to drive fast. So everything for me at that age was a race. It still is sometimes. I still like to, but not in a car. Anyway, I stay here today. Everything was a race. And so I had some buddies who were also 16, and we all, all of us knew everything. If you would have hired us for president, we could have changed the world. That's how much we knew. And we all liked to race and go fast in our cars. And we were going from Liberty to my house one day, me and one of my buddies. And we were going to race up there and see if you could get there first. Well, it was raining. It was wet. And we was bebopping up there. We was probably going about 100 miles an hour or a little better. And that's only because that's as fast as our trucks would go. And, I, you know, both of our trucks were pretty equal. I couldn't ever get to a spot to pass him. And I did not want to lose that race. And so as we come down the road to turn on my parents' driveway, what I decided was I'm going to pull one of these slick kind of drift in there sideways. As he's slowing down to turn in the driveway, I'm going to cut the corner. I'm going to slide right in front of him. It's going to be the most beautiful pass you ever saw. And I'm going to pull up to the house first, and I'm going to win. And that's exactly what happened. No, that ain't what happened at all. I wish it was exactly what happened. What happened was he slowed down to turn in the driveway, and I go bebop and hit the corner. Well, the grass was slick, and I didn't slide nowhere but right smack dab in the side of his truck. Bam. Well, needless to say, I had a little suffering because I had to go up there and tell my mom what had happened, and that was not a pretty sight. And then I, I hadn't been working too long. I had a job. I was making like $100 a week. I thought I was big stuff, you know. I'm going to be the next Donald Trump bringing in $100 a week, right? And then I had to work for like two months to be able to raise the money to pay for the truck. And so I brought some suffering on myself. Now, what I could have done there is I could have said, Oh, God, why did you do this to me? Why did you allow me to go through this situation? Why, God, did you allow me to get in all this trouble? Why, God, did you make me have to spend all of my hard-earned money? God, this ain't fair. Why did you do this? Now, I could have said that, but that would have just been silly because I brought the situation on myself. I brought some suffering on myself. Sometimes we do that. Sometimes the choices we make put us in the position that we are in. And so for some of us, we need to examine our own life and we need to ask ourselves the question, what might I be doing that might be adding to this suffering that I have in my life? Because the people that you hang with, the group that you run with, the things that you interact with, those things are going to have an effect on you. And if you're living with animals, for lack of a better term, people who are living in sin and not living for the Lord and not making good choices, if you're living with those kind of people and interacting with those kind of people, then you're going to live like those kind of people. And that, lots of times, brings lots of suffering in our life. It puts us in a lot of bad positions. And sometimes life just happens. Job hadn't done anything. Job wasn't running with the wrong people. Job was a man of God. Job was a man of integrity. Job was probably the most righteous man in all of the land. At least according to the beginning of Job, it would sound that way. He hadn't done anything wrong. And sometimes life just happens to us. So sometimes it's not what we're doing. Sometimes things just happen. That's a result of sin. I'm not talking about specific sin. I ain't saying because you went out and did some specific sin, God has brought this, uh, this sickness on you. That could be the case. I don't, I don't think that God wouldn't do that. But I'm not saying that that's always the case. Sure, does God punish us sometimes for our specific sins? Maybe so. 
But there's also general sin. We're just sinful human beings. We live in a sinful world. And so as a result of that, things don't go as smoothly as what God intended for them to go. And so what we have is problems. You get up and you, you, you go out of the church in just a few minutes and you go out to your car and you've got a flat tire. Well, maybe God's trying to get your attention because you did something wrong or maybe it's just because you hit a nail and it's just part of life. Sometimes we bring the situations upon ourselves and sometimes it's just part of life. But we need to examine ourselves if we're suffering and say, God, is there something that I have done? What might I have done? The next question we can ask ourselves as we're going through our suffering is how can I help others who are suffering? Now maybe some of you are suffering right now and you can't even think about that question, but maybe there are some of you in this room that are not living in suffering today, and you have and you're going to in the future, but right now you're in a pretty good season of your life. And the question that you need to ask is how can I help those who are suffering? Now, if you go and read the book of Job, you can read how not to help your friend who is suffering because here's what Job's friends did. They didn't offer him any comfort. It was three of his friends. They went up to him and they said, well, you must have been living wrong. You have been an evil man and you need to repent. You have just been living so bad. You are not a man of God. And these friends, they just hounded him. They just told him what was what. They didn't encourage him. They didn't try to get him through the problem. They just said, it's all your fault. Now that's not how to help people who are suffering. And God dealt with those people at the end of the book. He called them out on it. He said, look, you guys, you guys didn't speak right of me. You didn't speak well of me. You didn't represent me well. As Christians, when we see other people who are suffering, we want to represent God well. We want to be there with them in their time of suffering, even in those times where people may have done something to bring it on themselves. Now, what we like to do sometimes is we like to wag our finger at people and say, well, you brought it on yourself, shame on you, figure it out. And sometimes we like to do that, and maybe people do bring it on their self, but we can still bring some grace and some mercy. And it's not that we turn a blind eye and say, well, you live bad, but we're going to sweep it under a rug. You don't have to sweep it under a rug, but you can still love people. You can still be there to encourage them in their time of suffering. And how often do we do that? How often are we quick to judge? We see somebody suffering and we say, well, that must be a result of them living wrong. Well, not necessarily. Maybe it is and maybe it's not. But I think we have an obligation as Christians when we see our brothers in Christ who are suffering not to go and nag them and point our finger at them and judge them, but to go and hug them and love them and encourage them and say God loves you and God is going to get you through this. Just hang on. Just hang on. Because when we're in a season of suffering, it's difficult. It's difficult. We're trying to make heads and tails as to, as to what's going on and, and why is this happening. And, and, and when we have somebody that comes up to us and gives us a hug and tells us they love us or shares God's word with us, boy, that makes a big difference. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you have been in those times where you were just you have hit rock bottom. And you just feel like nobody loves you, like nobody cares, like God doesn't care, like nothing's going to work out. And lo and behold, somebody comes up to you and says, I'm praying for you. Or out of the blue, somebody comes up to you and quotes a scripture. Or out of the blue, somebody comes up to you and helps you out, gives you something that you need. And that makes a big difference in your life. 
Those moments when you realize that God is saying to you, you are not forgotten and I love you, those moments make a big difference. And so we as Christians need to examine when we see people in suffering and say, God, how can you use me to help my brother and sister in Christ who is suffering? The other question we can ask ourselves, another how question, is how can I draw closer to the Lord in my suffering? You see, when suffering comes, we have the decision to make. We have the decision as to how we are going to handle suffering when it comes in our life. You can bury your head in the sand. You can give up. You can quit. You can be done. Sometimes people do that. Or you can seek the Lord and say, Lord, I need your help. And that may mean going to the Lord a hundred times a day and saying, God, help me. I don't understand what's going on. I can't get through this. I'm struggling. And you have a choice to make. You can either give up or you can seek the Lord and say, Lord, I'm not going to let this beat me. I'm going to seek you for my strength. I'm going to stand on you. I'm not going to let this beat me. I'm not going to give up on life. You have left me here. You have put me here. And in the midst of this struggle, I'm going to keep fighting for you so I can serve you so I can be what you want me to be. We have a choice to make. Are we going to give in to our suffering or are we going to grow closer to the Lord in our suffering? And that's the last question we can ask ourselves, is what is God trying to teach me in this suffering? Maybe through your suffering, if you're in suffering right now and you're in struggle right now, you can ask yourself the question, what is God trying to teach me? In Job's case, Job was a righteous man. Job was a good man by all accounts. But through this process of his suffering, there was some sinfulness that arose in Job's life that came, came to the forefront. All of this time while Job was saying, I'm a good man, I'm a good man, I've never sinned, in the midst of all that, it came to light that Job was a proud man. Job had become uh, too concerned about his own doing. He had thought too highly of himself. Pride had crept in. And once he realized that, and Job had been calling out the Lord, and then all of a sudden, that's why you've got to be careful. Some of you may be calling out the Lord, and he may speak to you, so you better watch out. Maybe a good thing, but it's going to be a scary thing. Job was calling out to the Lord, why, 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 let me talk to you, Lord, where you at, Lord, let me tell you what's what. And all of a sudden, one day, the Lord replied to Job. And you know what Job did? Job told him what was what? No, he didn't either. <laughs> Job was scared to death. And Job realized, Lord, I have sinned against you. God said, where were you when I created everything? Where were you when all this stuff was going on? Where were you that you put all these things in the world and the universe into being, everything into place, make everything take place? Do you see everything that goes on? Do you know everything that goes on? Were you around when everything was created? That's a paraphrase. God calls him out, and Job said, Job realized, oh, I don't know anything. And see, sometimes we do like Job did. We're in the midst of our situation, and we can't realize how it's any better. And that's because, how it's going to get any better, and that's because we don't know everything. But God does. And God is the one who allows us sometimes to go into suffering. Because God knows everything. God knows those areas where we are lacking. And oftentimes, in those times of suffering, God allows us to go through that 
because God knows that's what it's going to take to draw us closer to Him. I see this a lot, and you guys have probably seen this too. You see people who are Christians. I'm not saying they're evil people. They're Christians. And, uh, and they realize uh, as they get into a sickness, maybe it's a cancer or, or, or some kind of like serious sickness or serious disease, oftentimes I see their relationship with God for those people who are suffering in those times it becomes very strong because oftentimes it is in the times of our weakest and our weakness that we seek God the most and it's in those times that we seek God the most that we find Him and when we find Him there's a certain joy that comes into our life there's a certain joy that comes into our heart that can only come from the Lord and sometimes it's a shame that we have to be this way. But sometimes God knows that the only way that He is going to get our attention and change our attitude and change our heart is to allow us to go through some difficult suffering. But I got some encouraging news for you today. If you're suffering, God does not intend to leave you there. God intends to bring you out of that suffering. God intends to bless you. God intends to take care of you. God intends to be there for you. God is not just a mean God who is doing this for fun. God is not just letting you go through this so He can be entertained. God may be letting you go through your suffering today because He realizes that you are not walking with Him like you should. And He wants you to come to Him. He wants you to seek Him. He wants you to put everything else to the side. He wants you just to open your arms and come back to Him. And He'll take you in just like the prodigal son in Scripture. When we turn back to God and we say, God, I don't know what to do. I'm at my weakest point. I've got nowhere else to turn. When we run to the Lord, the Lord meets us where we are. And God will get us through our suffering. And in the process, most of the time we are just like Job. We draw closer to the Lord. And we receive the Lord's blessing. Some of you have been through suffering in your life and you've got to the other side of suffering. And you look back at it and you say, man, God knew what He was doing. There are so many situations that, in life that we would never choose for ourselves. But so many times after we go through them, a few years looking back, we say, man, I'm glad I went through that situation because it made me who I am. There are so many times that if there are situations that if God didn't allow us to go through, we would have gone down paths in our life that would have led us to destruction, and boy, we would have been in a bad shape. But God knows everything. God sees everything, and God knows where our lives are going. And when God sees that things aren't going right, I believe that is why He allows us sometimes to suffer, to get our attention to draw us closer to Him. I want to read one more verse to you today. And James, James chapter 1. James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. And this is a tough verse. You know, some, some verses in the Bible are tough to follow. And this is one of them. This is a tough command. James chapter 1, verse 2. Consider it a great joy, my brothers, whenever you experience various trials. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm in the midst of suffering and something bad happens and I lose a loved one 
or I find out that somebody's sick or something crazy happens, whatever it may be that brings suffering in my life, I can honestly say that usually the first thing that I, don't, that I, I do is not, thank you, Lord, for this. I have joy in this suffering. That's not usually what I do. Now, maybe some of you do. But it's hard for us, right, in the midst of our suffering to have joy and to praise the Lord. But that's exactly what God's Word calls us to. Consider it a great joy, my brothers, whenever you experience various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. You see, when God brings us through a trial, we grow in Him. When we seek Him and He brings us through that, we grow in Him and we trust Him more. And that helps us to mature as Christians. That brings us uh, to, a, to an endurance that we could never have gotten to apart from that trial. So maybe there are some in this room today that are, that are struggling. You're suffering. Know that God has not left you, that God is with you, that God is going to get you through whatever it is you're going through. He is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He has put everything into motion. He has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross because his desire is to be with you. His desire is to see you grow in him. His desire is to see you to be safe. His desire is for you to be taken care of. And on the other side of this suffering that you're going through, God is going to bless you if you seek Him and trust Him. Let's pray. God, I come to you this morning and I thank you for uh, your good word today. And we thank you for the story of Job. And God, I pray that, that if there's one in this room today that's just that's questioning you, God, that thinks that you're just, you don't care about them, God, help them to know today that you do. Help them to feel your love, dear Lord. Help them to feel your presence. To know that you have not abandoned them, even in their darkest hour. And God, as we see in Job's life, sometimes it doesn't seem fair. God, sometimes it seems like we're trying our best, and it just seems like we just keep getting hit with one thing after another. Like we are just confronted with suffering daily. But God, help us not to just quit reading in these verses that we read today. But help each one of us to continue on in your word. Help each one here, if they don't know Job's story, to keep reading. God, to see your blessing. To see that you're going to take care of him, dear Lord. To know that you don't leave us in the midst of our suffering. But God, if we seek you and come to you, that you deliver us out of that. I pray that you would comfort those in here today, God. I don't... I don't know everybody and what's going on in their heart and what's going on in their life. But God, undoubtedly, in a room this size, God, there is some suffering. There are some who are just kind of bummed. God, help them to, to be encouraged. Help them not to give up, but help them to seek you. God, help them to beat this. Help them to know that you are there for them, that you love them, that you will deliver them, that you have a plan for their life, God, that you can use them. So help them not to, to give in to this suffering. And God, help each one of us when we see somebody else who's suffering not to be so quick to judge why they do what they do because, God, we don't know anybody's circumstances. We don't know anybody's situation. We don't know what causes them to do what they do. God, help us to be there, to love people. God, to share your love with people. That we would be a light to the world and encouragers. God, that we wouldn't be uh, guilty of being as Job's friends. That we wouldn't be miserable comforters. 
but that we would be there to help our friends, to help our brothers and sisters who may be struggling. So I pray, God, if there's one in this room that's in the middle of a struggle today, that they would feel your presence, that they would just give that to you, that they would trust you with their suffering, that they would seek you, grab a hold of you, dear Lord, and hang on tight, dear Lord, till they get out, and that you would give them peace today, that you would just give them comfort today, that they would leave this place knowing that they are in your hands, God. I pray that you would help anyone suffering to to get out of this quick, dear Lord. I know that your time is not like our time, and I know we want things to happen quickly, and sometimes they do, God, but a lot of times they don't. So for those who are struggling and have been for a long time, I pray that you help them just to hang in there, God, and to know that you're going to get them through it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.